Welcome to Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Society doesn't want you to blame anything but yourself. It's a trait, not mental health. People out there is not going to understand you until you let them know. You definitely got to take into account your mental health. You have to tune into your own mind. Hey, what's going on? It's your man Casano with another Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. <sighs> guys, 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 one, of course, I always got to thank you for the love and support you've been showing this podcast over these last two years. I have really, really enjoyed sharing my world, my life with you. I have enjoyed just really being part of this podcast revolution that's going on right now that I feel like I kind of was part of early. Even before I did this podcast, I was at a vision of an online podcast station and made that into reality. That was like five, six years ago. Um, So, you know, I kind of feel like I saw the early days of podcasting. You know, it was funny because earlier I was I, I'm currently on the road with my family. We're doing a East Coast family trip. Uh, first, we drove from all the way from Florida to New York. Um, we d- was there for a few days and we drove down to Maryland. Now we're staying at cousin's house in Maryland. And I just was really inspired to do a podcast really dedicated to our family. Um, and I know you probably say, why family? I think as black men, we need to understand that it is very important that we establish family. Um, So many of us have come from a dysfunctional family. Myself, you know, if you haven't been listening to this podcast of her, my past, you know, I was raised, you know, in the projects on, on welfare. Father was a damn mother when she was 16. During that time, it was so common for that to be the narrative. A lot of young parents, a, a, young, a lot of kids that their you know, mother had them when we were 16, 17, father wasn't there. It was a scenario growing up in the 80s. You know, it was something that was, I mean, me and all my friends had the same scenario, the same story. Um, and family is very uh, sketchy. At that point, because, you know, when you don't have that stable home of a mother and father, and then that was a lot of times the grandmothers and grandfathers were coming in, especially grandmothers were coming in to save to to raise these kids because their kids had young had a, a child young. So I think my scenario was a scenario that was common uh, growing up in the 80s. So it didn't it didn't seem uncommon, to be honest. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of those young men turned into baby making machines and not being there for their kids. I know quite a few of my friends that I grew up with that they didn't have a father. They just abandoned their kids and they're not fathers now. They're, I mean, they're deadbeat dads. Um, and unfortunately, that that created that that idea that the black the fathers are not in the home anymore which perp- which has perpetrated through our society like cancer even though the latest statistics show that most fathers are in the lives of black young boys but unfortunately our society loves the narrative that they're not black fathers in the home which causes a lot of our young black youth to be criminals and go directly from school to the jail system now 
I could sit here all day and talk about statistics against that, but that's not what this podcast is about. Being on the road with my family has really taught me to appreciate family. Not that I'm not there for my family. Not that I don't see my family every day. But when you're in a different environment, you get to really experience things with people that you never experienced them experienced before. Even if it's with your kids or your, your wife, being in a different environment, you see people in different lights. I think what we tend to do is keep people in a certain box and we don't want to see them outside of that box. Um, I've seen my family in a different way. Being in these different environments, these hotels, these different environments has made me understand my role as their father, my role as the husband, as the the, the patriarch, the leader. Had me to understand the personalities more of my kids and my wife. Just being in a different environment, experience different things. Black men, I think, is imperative that we experience family. It's important that you build your own family. And when I say family, I don't just only mean a wife and kids. I mean a bond with your current family, a bond with people that may not be your blood. But it's very important for us as black men to do that. And let me explain why. It is embedded in our DNA to be builders, to be, to create, to build, to fix things. And when we don't do that, we're thrown off. Then we do other things that we don't understand why we're doing it. I blame society. Right now, we live in a society that tells you to do everything that, again, against what you feel naturally. You were told as a man that you aren't allowed to indulge in your sexual desires and your manly desires. And let me, let me explain that because I don't want you to, to misquote me on this because you're saying, well, a lot of men's having sex and a lot of men's having babies. So what, what are they denying? It is not, it is embedded for man to have sex, but it's also embedded for a man on why he's having that sex. Work with me here. All right. Just listen. Men were meant to have sex to po- procreate. Right. But with that procreation, we were meant to take care of what we produce. We as men have been geared genetically to seek multiple women, to take care of multiple women and to have multiple children. That is within our DNA. This is not me being a polygamist or or vouching. No, this is this is I'm just speaking about facts that is embedded in our DNA. When a man has something to work for, he works harder. When a man has the opportunity to build, he will build. So now we live in a society that allows us to be promiscuous, but doesn't allow us to take responsibility for that. I mean, let's be real. How many men in here, how many men in the world would be okay if our society said, "All right, you could have four or five women to marry, but you gotta take care of them." 
She, you have a lot of hardworking men out there right now. You will solve unemployment. You will solve a lot because they're going to get out there and get a shoot. I got four women and I could have them all and I could take care of them. Let me work hard. See, that's embedded in a man is to build. It took me a while to understand to build my own family. I used to look to others to give me that sense of feeling because we live in a society also that you want them to give it the answer. You want the government to give you the answer. You want your peers, your family, you want people to give you the answers. But unfortunately, that answer is within ourselves. We tend to run towards the people and things that are not really trying to build with us. And that's hard. Like, it was hard for me through lessons in my life to let people go. I, even though I viewed them as my family, they didn't view me as their family. And I tried so hard with everything in my might to make these people see that we're family. But unfortunately, it didn't work out because people don't value those things no more. People used to value good people in their life. They don't value that no more. They used to protect that. That's not protected. So we spend a lot of time as men trying to chase things to to be our family when they're not. So then we go to the most primal of our primal instinct is like, you know what? To get some love and attention, fulfillment. I have a lot of sex. And for a while, it makes you feel good as a man. You know, you get the attention of the woman. But just as a woman will feel abandoned and not useless, that so does a man. Because we actually put in our head that this is all we good at. This is the only time I'm really going to get any type of love and affection. And we go through a cycle. And even when we find a woman that is going to give us the love and attention and build that family with, we mess it up because we're scared that if I give it to this woman, she's going to hurt me. She's not going to be real. So let me just keep doing my thing. And that's sad. Because it's in you to build a family. It's in you to build your own kingdom. See, and the thing is society tells you that's a bad thing, but it's not. For me, I have learned all the loopholes in the world so I could build my family. And loopholes, I don't mean loopholes as a bad thing, but loopholes as I understood, I understand the country I am in and I've learned how to navigate it so I still can do what I instinctively need to do or what I I feel I I want to do. So at the end of the day, you have to understand you and what your needs are and understand where you live and how to navigate it to a point where you can still build your own. I'm doing that myself through my family, through my friends, through my businesses. I am slowly creating a world with like minded people around me. And trust me, let me tell you, when you do this, you learn that you're going to have to let go a lot of people. That you may truly love and truly want you to be part of this, but they're just not meant to be. You know, I think right now, I think I could off the top of my head, I could think of three or four people that I adore. I think they're great people 
And that's family and friends. You know, I'm not going to get involved in the names and all this stuff because I ain't going to shout them out. But that I really, really want to be family with. That I want to be there for them. I want them to be there for me. I want us to grow together. I want us to see a future together. And I know from their traits and their personality and their talents that it would be a great future. But unfortunately, everybody don't have your vision. Everybody don't see things the way you see it. And those people you have to let go. And that's the hardest part of this journey as a man. As a man, you know, you understand that I want to embark on this self-help journey. I want to uh, I want to to move forward and and be a better person. But everybody can't be with you on that journey. And that's a hard lesson to learn. Now, I know you're saying, Cass, how do I do it? I'm going to give you some advice right now that you should really listen to. And this is the formula for you to have it all with the loopholes. All right. So check me out. Family. This is probably the the hardest part of the journey, okay? Loopholes of the society is you don't got to take care of your mama. You don't got to take care of your brother, your sister. You don't got to take care of none of them. But unfortunately, the fixer in you, the builder in you, feel propelled to do that. You feel propelled to listen to their advice, their guidance, And always try to include them, but you have to cut them off or the bare minimum. Keep them at a distance. I love my family. I really do. But where I'm going, I know that they can't come with me. So I keep my relationships at a distance. Not that I don't talk to my mom or my sister or my friend. Not that it's not that I do that. But at the end of the day. There's a place for them. May not be part of my kingdom, but there's a place outside of that where I keep them. Let's talk about relationship and kids. Guys, let's be real black men. Most of the black men sitting on my phone, listen to me right now, probably have multiple kids right now by different baby mamas. Let's address that first before I go. Anyway, if you're a rolling stone, And you like having a lot of sex. Right. Think about poly. Think about polygamous being polyandry, all that different. Think about it. One man, many women. Think about it. No, seriously, this is a true fact. I'm an advocate for poly. I think it'll save relationships. But that's another that'd be another podcast topic. But think about it like this. What is legal and not legal in this country? There's only one thing that's not legal is marrying that is legal, illegal is marrying multiple women on paper. I can't legally go to a courthouse or to any government building that does marriage certificates and do a second marriage certificate. I can't do that. I'm in trouble. That's 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 a that's a what is that called? Bigotry or something like that. I don't know. I could get arrested to serve jail time. 
That's a fact. So I am not advocating for anybody to do that. But has anybody gone to jail for having multiple babies by different women? Has anybody been arrested for cohabitating with, with women? Happens all the time. Men has two roommates that are females all the time. Is it illegal for two a man and a woman, two women to live with a man? No. It's not illegal for you to have babies with them and then you all cohabitate in the same household. Now, depending on your, your, your definition as marriage, marriage has always been viewed as a union between a man and a woman under the eyes of God. So at the end of the day, your marriage to anybody should be recognized first, not by the court of law, but by God himself. Right now, let's say you're religious, right? I'm going to just, you know, entertain that just so you're like, hey, Cass, I'm very religious. All right. Loophole. The law the God said, follow the laws of your land. Right. The law specifically states that you cannot marry two women. And get legal paperwork in that state or in that country, in this country. Right. That's what it states. But it says nothing about you marrying two women under the eyes of the Lord. It's not a violation of the rules of your, of your land. Nobody's saying no, it's never, you can always get paperwork agreements with somebody. You can always get people on your insurance, kids, all that stuff. So there's so many things you can do. Now, like I said, this is not a podcast to promote poly relationships, but I'm giving you a loophole. Now, let's talk about money. You sit there, you say, well, I want, I need to make money if I'm going to do all this, right? All right, loophole. It doesn't take anything for anyone, anybody to go on Amazon, buy what they need to buy and start a business. You can literally go on YouTube and say, what can I do for a side hustle? What can I do that will generate money for a side hustle that may become a full-time thing? You could be an entrepreneur and the government won't stop you one bit. And you can make as much money as you want and the government will not stop you one bit. Now, don't get me wrong. They're going to come for their taxes. So be prepared that for that aspect. But in general, but in general, they, they, you, nobody told you you couldn't start a business. Nobody. Nobody said you couldn't do that. So now I've given you means of creating your own world, create your own business, create your own family structure, and cut out those that aren't likely you. Be around people that think like you, that see your vision of life. For themselves, not saying they have to be part of your like girlfriend. No, I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is surround yourself with people that think like you. There's nothing wrong with that. Create a community of people that think like you. I'm not saying polygamous or what I'm just saying in general, create a world of people that are like you. And let me tell you, there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you being in an environment of people that are just like you. 
You have to create your world you want. See, black men, that's the beauty about us. We could create our own world. And it's okay if you're like, well, Cass, I'm not Polly. I want my, my own woman. Fine. Get your own woman. Get one woman. Oh, Cass, I'm not really a business person. Then you know what? Climb the corporate ladder of any career you want to do. But at the end of the day, you have to create a world that makes sense for you and that you control. Because our black men right now are in these streets trying to find family. Let's be real. They're trying to find family and confidence and they're battling their own desires that society tells them not to, to obey. It's conflicting and you have a lot of confused black men out there right now. And that's the problem. So you need to create your own empire, brother. My black man, create your own world. Yeah, I get it as a black man. Trust me, I get it 100%. This world don't like you. This world don't want you. This world thinks you are the best thing since sliced bread, but you're also the enemy. So it's hard. It is very hard to have the confidence to create your own world, but you have to. You have to create your own world. That's what you was meant to do, black man. All the trials and tribulations we've been through that try to stop us. There's a reason for it because they understand that you're, you're in, in embedded in your DNA is to be a king. That's why men's pride is so much. I was watching this Andrew Tate thing and don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not promoting Andrew Tate. I'm not against him or for him. I'm just saying what I saw. And he did say something interesting. He said that a man's pride is the biggest. A man will be with somebody or someone that pretty much fulfills his ego, makes him prideful, that he feels prideful in. Right now, we're doing nothing in our lives that giving us pride as men. Because what we have done is is to live, is to upset, accept the environment and the life that they told us we could only live. Unless you are a athlete or a rapper, it is hard for you to get that status and fame. They don't tell you that you could do that through education, business, entrepreneurship. They don't tell you that. They just say that you either actor or rapper. That's all. Your avenue to be rich. And if you're not that, then unfortunately, we're not going to cover press on that type of person. We're not going to promote, push that person. All we're going to do is just focus on the rich black people that are either athletes or rappers. Because that's the core, that's the category they keep us in. Don't let them do that to you, black man. Create your own kingdom. Don't be afraid to lose people because, you know, at the end of the day, they deserve to be lost because they do no, they don't do nothing for you positive. And I know we are all either have been or maybe currently in that situation where we surround ourselves with people that do absolutely nothing for you. See, my relationships come down to two things. Can you do something for me personally or business? And or business. 
Somebody said to me, this is going off a little, I think I said this before. Somebody said to me, business is business and pleasure and personal is personal. And I looked at them and I said, it's always personal. She's like, what do you mean? That's not a very business professional lie for you to say. You call yourself a life coach and helping people where you're obviously, and you say you have certifications, but obviously you don't understand. I was like, I understand perfectly what I said. And it's the truth. The absolute truth. Business is always personal. Understand that black man. Because why do you even, why are you even in your business? Why is anybody in their business? Because they want to be successful personally. So you do business for your personal. So you make decisions on your job, on your personal. If a guy is a CEO of a company or a head of a company and he has to lay people off because at the end of the day, his paycheck is going to go down. Is he going to make business a business decision or personal? Is he going to save people's jobs and all? Or is he going to make the personal decision to make sure that, that money keeps flowing to him and the stock owners? Let's be real. It's always personal. Don't nobody do business and they use that money for other business. No, you use that money to live your personal life. Take care of your kids. Live the luxury life you want. So at the end of the day, you don't sit there and ever say that it's not personal because it's always personal. And that's how you take your life. Everything is personal. You go out there and work hard, whether you're an entrepreneur or working a nine to five blue collar job. At the end of the day, you work for your personal enjoyment. I work so I can live in this nice house. I work so I can buy the things I want. I work so I can take care of my wife and kids. I work because I want to make sure that I can invest in things that I personally like. I, you know, so it's always personal. You always make a personal decision. There is no true business because true business sometimes will fuck yourself over and nobody will ever fuck themselves over because the basic natural human instinct is self-preservation. Now, if you didn't listen to that again, rewind it back because I'm not going to repeat it, but I'm telling you the basic human human instinct is self-preservation and they will preserve them before they and allow you to be destroyed. Now, I know you say, well, there's so many people that sacrifice this stuff. Yes, they are. But at the end of the day, I do not play in minorities. I play in majority. I play in the realm of what's most likely to happen. And what's most likely to happen is somebody will not fuck themselves over and they will fuck you over. That's why you create your own world back, man. You don't put nobody in a position to ever fuck you over. You don't ever put nobody in a position that they control you and tell you what to do, how to do, when to do, and why to do it. I work not because I want, not because I'm there and I believe in the vision of any companies that I worked at. I work because I need money for my personal life. I do my job to the best of my ability. I keep it moving, but I will not go above and beyond because at the end of the day, my worth is worth my beyond up it uh, up and beyond is worth something monetary wise. If you want me to do more projects, if you want me to do more tasks, you don't want me to get more clients, whatever it is, at the end of the day, unless that is understood at my signing and all my work agreement, I will not be doing it. Because it's not my agreement Going above and beyond makes no sense anymore Because at the end of the day Let's look at the incentives of jobs You've been on a job 10 years Somebody comes in new That person's getting paid more than you 
We're not in a society where you work away from the mailroom because become something. If you want to make more money, you have to make a move to another company because they will always lowball you. They will always give you the smallest smallest raise, and then they'll give the 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 new guy that they like, the young new guy, they'll give him you know ten thousand dollars over you. And you've been doing the job for years. So understand that the world is set up and I focus on black men, but the world in general is set up to fuck you over for your finances, to give you facade and give you blindfolders so you don't see what's really going on. You don't see the crime that's going on, how the government is overtaxing and doing this and doing that and up and I mean, they're doing everything. That's why it's important for you to create your own world because there's a way of being outside of that. You have to make sure that you understand them and what they're trying to do as a business and bring it together. And when I mean business, I mean your family, your friends and stuff like that. So maybe I said it wrong. So please understand Black men, create your own world. Control the narrative of your life. Don't allow anybody, any company, any job, any persons, anybody that is close to you, whether it's your wife or your kids, never allow them to tell you who you are. Control the narrative of your life. Be the man that you want, that you are when you're alone in the dark thinking and seeing that person thinking, man, I wish I was more confident. Maybe I would. You have to go and get it because no results will ever come from no effort. Like you can't produce nothing, something from nothing. So if you put no effort in, then there is no results. Then you will sit there like, see, nobody likes you. But at the end of the day, your business, yourself as a person, whatever it is, is not advertised on every billboard on a highway or in a subway or in a ferry or whatnot. Your ideas and ambition is on social media and stay on there. Instead of you utilizing the social media as you should, you complain about what you're not getting, the attention you're not getting. But at the end of the day, you have to generate all that for yourself. Please create your own world, brothers. Don't live in the world that you've been, that you was born into. Live in the world that you want to create. Be focused on that, no matter what it is. Like I said, the things I mentioned, you may say that's not for me, and that's fine. But you have to find what you want, what your world is, what you have to offer. And then you have to demand that your vision is respected and that you can move forward with it. Create your own world, black man, because it's in your DNA to do so. All right, people, I appreciate you so much. Right now, I'm in Maryland. I'm actually at a cousin's house um, that she has a beautiful house that she lent us, kind of Airbnb style type thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's a beautiful house. And I just decided to do a podcast here because I was inspired. And like I really was inspired by really telling black men today that is you have the power to create your world. Create it. Please create it. Because that's what I'm doing.